Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What up, Snapback fam? I'm skipping the normal intro today. We're just getting into it because this podcast is serious for a lot of reasons. First off, one, obviously with everything going on in the world right now, it's just not right. I've been preaching for the last couple of days, like we just need to spread love. We just got to, you know, everyone needs to love each other. And, and that's all I want to leave it at. Whatever side you're on, whatever you believe in, like there's no doubt we got to stop hating and we just got to love. So we're still posting resources and stuff, but we want to do this podcast as kind of an escape, even though an escape isn't right, because what a lot of people are dealing with right now, they can't escape from. So very true. So I think it's not necessarily an escape. It's just, I know you guys want to hear what we have to say. And we have some big stuff to say. So it's not even it's not even an escape. Like when Jack and I started this podcast, um, we started it for you guys, right? And we we went back and forth today on if it was right to drop an episode because how social media has been the past few days, it is it is resources to help the cause, it is videos to bring awareness to people, and it's not the usual content that you're used to on a daily basis on social media. And that's taking a toll on a lot of people. Uh, they're not used to all this, all this, I don't want to say negativity, but sad stuff filling their timelines. So I'm going to use the word escape because this is a way to escape from everything out there for a little bit, a little bit of the time, not even escaping from that. Sometimes you have things going on in your personal life and you just need some downtime. Throw on this podcast, especially today. Let's have some fun. Yeah. So today... Uh, we are officially podcast-free agents. So for the past year, we've been with the network, which we had some good experience with. We hit number one on the sports charts. You guys were with us through that. It was awesome. Uh, we, uh, I've thought about what to say like a hundred times, how to address this. I mean, we're really happy. We're excited for the future. We'll keep you guys obviously updated with all of that. Um, but we we were told today when the deal kind of fell through that our podcast was a speck of dust. And over the past word year, for word, word for word, over the past year, I thought we had fostered a really good relationship with the network we're in. And more importantly, like they they were fam. I know we say fam all the time and sometimes it can just sound like it. But I thought we were friends. I thought we were family. So that hurt a lot. But we needed that. We needed that push. So genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you uh, for saying that. And we're just going to take, I mean, we wish them the best of luck. We do. I have no ill will towards them, but we needed that. So we're going to take that and we're going to try to take this. We're going to take this podcast to an entirely new level. We're going to work our asses off for you guys. And we want to make we this- We can say what we want. We're free agents. <laughs> we want We want to make this a real thing. So- all that negativity that we experience, we are turning that into positive energy. 
and we're going to make this explode. So Snapback fam, and I'm saying it because you guys are family, and we're going to take it, we're going to make you feel even more like family, new ideas, new concepts, and really just engaging with you guys. Abe really wants to get a word in, but I'm not letting him. Today, today June 3rd, well, this is going to come out June 4th. June 4th, mark the date. Today is the start of our championship DVD. Those DVDs that come out when every team wins a championship, today is the start of that DVD. So there it is. I mean, it's not, you're not getting the drama you probably wanted when you were coming to this podcast, Mm -hmm. but you're getting, you are getting a new revamped, revitalized, focused group of podcasters. So a quick reminder, we are the Snapback Sports Pod. We drop episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Always free. Always me, Jack Settleman, and Abe. So that's our message. With that being said, for the first time ever, Abe and I have a plan. <laughs> so we actually have a plan. For <laughs> Thanks to Woj. Yeah, for, we're going to have a plan. We know what we're going to talk about, which is exciting. So Snapback we, fam, we, some, we, we sometimes have a plan. We love you. Year one, honestly, for being rookies in podcasts. That's a success. And they didn't want to re-sign us. So let's go get fucking maxed out somewhere else, all right? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. The NBA is back. And I'm not, I'm not even saying that. Like, Woj tweeted that out. The NBA is back. Well, it's actually not. <laughs> it's not. They mean? have to vote on it. They have to vote on it. I on... thought the vote happened today. Or is that tomorrow? No, it's, it's tomorrow. When you're listening to this, hopefully the NBA will officially be back. The NBA is back. 16 of the playoff teams, current playoff teams are in. Six more teams who are within six games back of the playoffs, one in the East, which was the Wizards, and five in the West, which a whole lot of snapback guests uh, are actually in the playoff race, oddly enough. But that is the format. 22 teams will play eight regular season games. And if any team is within four games back or less of the eighth seed, there will be a play-in tournament. So what does that mean? Well, first of all, in the East, that means if the Wizards, who are five and a half back now, can get to four, they're going to play the Magic, most likely the Magic, in two games. They need to beat them both times. If the Wizards get into the playoff, or if they beat them twice, they get into the playoffs as the eighth seed, and they get to play the Bucks, which is funny within itself. But in the West, it's a little more complicated because there's five teams down there. If a couple teams get in, so let's say the Pelicans – and the Blazers get to within four games. They're going to play each other once. The winner of that will then play the Grizzlies and have to beat the Grizzlies twice to get in. So I actually like the format. It gives everyone a fair shot. Abe, did I forget anything on the format? Um, I'm not the right person to ask for that because <laughs> the the tweet came out that the NBA is back and Woj tried to explain this. And is it, it came Woj out or Woj? Adrian Wojnarowski. I say it's Woj. Eagleson, you there? <laughs> Woj. Right. Okay, but he's Canadian, so he doesn't know anything. And that is if, true. If you're listening, this is only our second podcast, but we brought a Snapback fan member in to help with the pod. He's Canadian. He's a Dolphins fan, which is a crazy mix of just interest and taste. But uh, I'm not going to trust him when we're coming to pronunciation. Anyways, continue on your so vote. So Woj, 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 he tweeted that the whole thing. And I, my dumbass looked at it and I was like, Jack, I need you to dumb this down for me. 
explain it to me. What and I explained, does that make sense? Like, are there anything? Sort of. What sort don't of. you get? Because there's going to the be a east, lot of people The listening. East makes total sense. Right. The West, that's a little bit of a different story. So how many teams got in? Five? Uh, five extras who weren't five extras. in the playoffs <laughs> in the West. Right. The West is where I get confused. Yeah. Say that Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix. Yeah. All go hmm, four and four, okay. three and five, yada, yada, yada. If all five, and I don't know that this is mathematically possible. It may not be. If all five of the teams are within four games. Yeah. Take it from that. What the hell happened? So I actually don't. Five teams. Yeah. I don't know what really happens with an odd number that's where i get confused but with an even number i know how it works there's four if there's four teams then the nine seed will be the one seed in a play-in and the nine ten eleven twelve seed will play the nine so like pelicans versus i get i get the four team so if if there's a fifth or third team i i don't know i oh actually i'm going to assume it would be like all right let's say there's nine ten eleven let's say it's pelicans Kings, Spurs, whatever, for example, are uh, the Pelicans are two games back, the Kings are three, and the Spurs are four. The Spurs, because they're 11, would play the Kings, who are 10. And then the winner of that would then go and play the Pelicans. And then the winner of that would have to beat the Grizzlies twice. That's how it would work. Yeah. I mean, the most interesting part to me when it came out is the idea that, excuse me, the rest of the teams are going to play for seeding. Because you think about it, in a traditional NBA season, seeding means a lot in the playoffs. But what does seeding mean nowadays? You know what I mean? Because there's no fans. It's on one neutral court. Shout out Orlando, Markel. Big playoff coming from him. So what does that really mean? Because I look at it from my Sixers standpoint. Right now, we are the sixth seed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, we yeah. are. We are technically have the same record as Indiana. I guess they own the tiebreaker because we play them again in these next eight games. As a Sixers fan, I do not want to move at all, right? Because Especially I would much now. rather – I would – why now? Like, you don't want to move up in seeding now. Like, you didn't want to go to the four seed or the five seed because you didn't right. want to have to play the Bucks. But now, where it's not like you could even have home court, you have no interest. None. Like, I, I want the Sixers to stay on the three-six side of the bracket. We can't get the three because we're not going to move up four and a half games in eight games. That just won't happen. So do we stay six or do we move up and get Milwaukee in the second round? Who knows? But you look out West and then there's, there's matchup things like Houston, right? Or yeah, Houston right now is the six and they're playing Denver. But if Utah can somehow move up, like Houston doesn't want to move up. They would much rather play Utah than Denver because Utah's not even bringing anyone, right? <laughs> no one's going from Utah. Yeah, we're going to get to that later. They're the most interesting. So the seeding aspect of it is very interesting to me in terms of will teams bench some guys? Like, will you see their cards? Like, we do not want to play this team. We want to play this team. We're not going to play our players. Or is it, listen, we have eight games to get right before we hit the ground running in the playoffs. We need to be in our top form. Whoever we play, doesn't matter. We got to get our guys ready to play. And they're going to go all out and try and win those eight games and play their best basketball. That's the most interesting part. Do you have part. a voice correct there? Maybe. Okay. Just Maybe. Check. I'm 24, so that's a little <laughs> embarrassing. Um, all right. My question for you, are you in or out on what they did? Oh, man. 
Yeah. It's yeah. back. It's yeah. back. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, so, um, all right. My thoughts. But no, my thought of who, who shouldn't be in on this. Like if you're Orlando and Memphis, you're voting no, right? Yeah. It's tough for them, but it's also, you like, know, this benefits everybody, but Orlando and Memphis, the eight seeds at the time, because they could fall out. They could, it would be tough for them to fall out. Like, first of all, if the magic play, not well, in that play in tournament, but think about this, think about this. How many games up is Memphis? Memphis on, they're three and a half on everyone. Memphis is three and a half games up on three teams. So those five teams, the chances that there's more than one team who stays within four of them actually aren't like insanely high because think of the level of competition they're about to go play. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like those five teams could have happened to get the, why was they going to say the Knicks? The, I don't know, like the <laughs> Hawks or someone crappy like that. Like they're going to have to go through the run. So, and especially for the magic, the magic, like the chances that the wizards even get to four games seem low to me, but We'll but talk think about, about it. We'll okay, talk so, about that in a second. Okay, so maybe, I mean, Mem- maybe Memphis. Give me one sec. Maybe Memphis, because if these teams end up within four games, yeah, they have to loot, They have to get beaten twice, but mathematically and statistically, what are the odds that they lose two in a row to one team versus what were the odds at the time the season ended that they would have been the eight seed? Like, it and, definitely and takes away the chances of – I would say they have lower that. chances – but the counter arguments, like, if you weren't going to beat this team twice, first of all, you think you're going to beat the Lakers twice, I mean, four times, more than twice in seven games. That seems low. And I don't know. Like, if you can't beat these teams twice, the Kings twice, then how are you going to maintain that 500 win percentage that we were talking about that made your odds so high? If you're a Memphis fan, you're excited because you get the kids back on the court. And this is supposed to be a building year. You actually will get a chance to play playoff basketball. For those five teams, they get playoff basketball because they're playing the best teams in the league. Yes, they do. How do you think not? Because playoff basketball is a whole different animal in their home stadium. Yeah. Like, this is irrelevant. Competition level. Competition level, sure. And it's playing important games late in the NBA season that determines your career. Not career, your season. What I'm saying is... If, the, if John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark have to play eight regular season games against the top competition to hold their spot as the eight seed, and then they have to play Zion on the Pelicans twice, and they get through that, or even if they don't, and that, like, I would almost argue their series against the Lakers is going to be the least helpful for their career out of the next eight plus potentially the playing game. Like, they're going to get smoked by the Lakers. At least against these other teams, they're going to compete and it's going to be do or die. Against the Lakers, it's going to turn from a, we want to make the playoffs, we're playing to make the playoffs, to we're happy to be here. Like, no one in their right mind thinks the Grizzlies have a chance at upsetting them. I could yeah. probably find myself on that train in July. Which train? That the Grizzlies could upset the Lakers, but oh, it's yeah. only June. It's only June. So, my thoughts on this, on my thoughts on the NBA coming back are – yeah, who's not in? <laughs> like literally, who isn't all in on this? I think the format makes a lot of sense. I give a ton of credit to Adam Silver and his team. He still continues to be the most forward-thinking, smartest GM in all of sports. Like to get this done and to plan it out. Can I you- cut you off real quick? Like, how much of this idea? Like, I want to know how many 
heads went into creating this idea. Like you're saying credit to Adam Silver, obviously he gets and the credit. And his team, that's what you do when you're the But like I want, exactly. I, want, I would have loved to have been a speck on the dust in those meeting rooms. Not a speck on the dust. If you're going to try to damn it, a dig, damn it, it damn has it. to be a speck of dust. And you damn have to a do A speck of dust on the wall in those meetings to know, okay, who had the idea that the cutoff was six games back to get in? Who, who didn't like that? Who did? And then where did Adam Silver throw his hammer down and say, this is what we're doing? I think it's very interesting. Like, we're talking about documentary of this guy, this guy, this guy. Why don't we make a documentary about how NBA got back? How that was? That's something <laughs> okay. I would watch. Okay. That, I, I don't know how big your curious. audience is for that. I'm just curious. Um, I'm excited for the NBA to be back. I think this makes a lot of sense. I think the seating now becomes irrelevant. Uh, but let's talk about the eight seed situation. So we'll start in the East because I think we can get that out of the way. The only thing that really we can bring up is these rumors that John Wall could be back. Thoughts? I'm in. I'm in. I, I, John Wall, since he's come to the league, has been one of my favorite players to watch. Given that, I mean, how many games back are they? Five and, Five a, and half. a half. So they would have to go If they can get to that four spot, if they can go up a game and a half, they're going to be the eight, no doubt in my mind. That is if John Wall plays. It would have that to be the Magic if... twice, though. A John Wall and Bradley Beal team can beat the Markel Fultz Orlando Magic. At home in Disney World? You're not that taking that true. into account. That is true. Universal Studios. Yeah. Uh, that's not Universal Studios. It's Orlando Disney. is Universal Studios. But they would be in Disney. Are you positive? Like, like that's the point. It's in Disney. Are, are you it? positive about that though? I'm like 99.9%. Like I'm a speck of dust from a hundred. <laughs> that's how confident I am. Um, make t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it's amazing. It would be great if John Wall came back. I love it because it's kind of like what KD isn't, which is he like, I'm sorry. I see him practicing. I see him. No. John Wall tours Achilles how many months before Kevin Durant? Uh, I don't know. He's had he tore it before the All Star break that year, so that's an extra six months of recovery time. Like, I, I hate this. Kevin Durant should play. He's healthy. I'm not saying he should. I, think I know. I, but I just I'm saying, love... but just because John Wall is playing, like, to him and Kevin Durant are two totally different situations. But but you have to admit the argument is for KD not playing because if they say he's healthy, obviously. It's, it's that it's not worth it. Like, there's no reason to get him back on the court. And it, there could not be a bigger argument for saying it's definitely not worth it to chase the nine seed to get within four games, to then have to beat the Magic twice, to then get swept by the Bucks. Talk about not worth it. Like, that's not I worth think, it. I think playing John Wall, though, it sends a message to the fan base, which is something that these teams w- do want to do yeah. in this time because – none of these teams that are battling for the eight seed are going to do shit, right? We know who's going to be there at the end, most likely. It's just a, it's just a point, like, we're, we're here to send a message. Like, we, we're trying. We're trying. A lot right. of teams don't do that in New York Knicks. Why? Why? All right, eight seed in the West. This is where things get complicated because the Grizzlies, who I've explained, had about a 70% chance of making the NBA playoffs. Now, I still think they, they have a really good chance. There's five teams below them. Uh, well, they have a good chance until we see the rule tomorrow. Like, I could totally see the NBA coming out tomorrow and being like, we approve 
these rules. Uh, the only condition that we wanted to change was under the circumstances where the nine seed has a player with the initial ZW, they actually get into the playoffs and they remove the guy in eighth. Thoughts? I'm glad on? you brought this. I'm glad you brought this up because the NBA sat down in that boardroom meeting. Some guy sat up and said, why don't we just bring back the 16 teams that are in the playoffs? That seems like the most fair way. And then Adam Silver looked him in the eye and said, are you trying to tell me that we lost all that money and we're not going to have Zion Williamson in the playoffs? <laughs> Let me paint you a little picture. The NBA is that dude. His girlfriend, who he's holding his hands, is 1 through 16, or the original eight seeds that were already in. My man is turning around, looking back there at Zion Williamson's fat ass and saying, licking his chops at the idea that he could have him in the playoffs and recoup all of this money. Against LeBron James. Like, hold on. Like, people haven't even put that together yet. And I can see it on your face. You don't even. It's Zion against LeBron in round one. This is, I will say, this is a big killer because all these smart, small market teams that lose their stars because they don't get it. Like, if you wanted to show that Memphis was one of the most promising teams in the league, put them in, put Job, put Jaron, put Brandon Clark on national television against LeBron, that would do massive things for Memphis. And then, I mean, you see it. Like, players just leave the small markets because the NBA doesn't cater to them. There is an argument that the Pelicans are a smaller market. There are those things. But how do we see this playing out? What do you think? Read, read the standings. See what I'm doing? Oh, dang. Wow. He's tapping his it's, wrist. I mean, I think that's the safest play. You look at the Memphis Grizzlies, a very young team. Portland went to the Western Conference Finals, speaks for themselves. CJ, our guy, Dame time. New Orleans, fun team, very young, on their way up. Sacramento, fuck off. San Antonio, <laughs> Derek White, my guy, you've had your fun the past 20 years. You're continuing the playoff streak. Congratulations. That's, but they're not the big the- dog. They're not in the playoffs. I want to make that clear because I posted the graphic and everyone responded to me. The Spurs are not in the playoffs. These are not playoff teams. There will be a playoffs. Nonetheless, I am – Spurs I'm not fans, su- your streak is over. I'm trying to make that clear. Right. Unless you're in, then we're on board. Oh, come on. Be nice to Derek. Um, but listen, the NBA playoffs are about the superstars, right? They have the two superstars, Portland. Um, they're going to have to beat Memphis twice if they get to that stage. But I'm, I'm, I'm riding with Damian. Playoff Dame, come on. How could you bet against that? Against, against that competition? On paper, Dame. But against what competition? Because Memphis, it's not, because those other teams. But they can't drop a game in the standings. That's what's important. They, like, if, well, Memphis if, can't drop a game then. No, well, I'm saying, like, let's say the Grizzlies go for Not to mention Memphis had the hardest schedule. I don't know what their schedule is right. from it, it, here on out, but they have a hard schedule Absolutely. But my point is, let's say Memphis does go 4-4. Four and four. If the Blazers even go 3-5, and five, they're out. Like, they're toast. They don't get a chance at the play-in tournament. So. Yeah, I don't know Portland's schedule, but as a non-betting man, because I would never be a betting man, I am going to ride with Damian Lillard and the superstars in Portland to get that eight seed. Would I love Zion? Yes. Would I love Zion? Nah. Whoa, time out. Time out. Time out. Would you love who? Ja. No, you didn't say Ja. You said Ja. All right. Well, are you going to play pronunciation? I, I just don't know what's good with your J's tonight. Would I like Ja in? 
nah, I don't really care. I'll see it. I'll see him in the playoffs down the line. I would want Zion because he's just different. Mm-hmm. Or I would want the legit guys, and that's Damian Lillard and 3J McCollum. All right. I think I think that the Grizzlies will easily retain their spot as the eight seed. Like I don't think they go one and seven and another team goes five and two or five and three and actually moves to the eight, which is a possibility. Like they have a lot of teams chasing them. Um, but I, I think I'm going to take your role on the podcast and go full conspiracy. I think Zion's going to play LeBron James in the first round. Remember, this is all TV. Like, it's not like a scenario where you can make money by getting – like, people are going to sell out staples regardless. They'll buy LeBron jerseys, playoff tickets, et cetera. No problem with that. Now you need people to show up and watch television. Game three and four, when the Lakers are up 2-0 in the series – I don't really care to watch John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. In my opinion, but will I watch Zion? Hundred percent. So, and will we get Levar Ball saying something? It just makes too much sense. Did Out, you? Did you? Hold on. Did you happen theory? to see? Did you happen to see some of the ideas that are floating around on the internet on how they could possibly reward home court advantage to the team that's technically the higher seed? I, I heard that LeBron was, oh was looking no, for no, a No, no, not Lego. LeBron. Well, Dave McMenamin. Right. Well, that's one of LeBron's guys. So. so let me read you a few of the options. The higher seed team receives an extra coaches challenge, mm-hmm. which could be. All right. I can yeah. get behind that. The higher seed team is awarded the first possession of the second, third, and fourth quarter following the jump ball. So theoretically, if they won the jump ball, they could start with it every quarter do less you know (laughs) the higher seated team being allowed to now we get fun now we're having fun the higher seated team being allowed to designate one player to be able to be whistled for seven fouls instead of six (laughs) no way can't knock a mix in uh i'm not done i'm not done yeah the higher seated teams being able to transport their physical hardwood like the sixers the sixers logo Bringing it, <laughs> that's gotta bringing be it, bringing it to another. This gotta is gotta be trolling. He's trolling. He's trolling. This is an ESPN article. He's trolling. Bringing it to Orlando so it preserves the word for word to try to preserve the feel of their home playing experience. What? And off. What is this one? <laughs> oh, this one's. I can get behind this too. <laughs> An off-court feature in which playoff teams in order of seeding one through 16, actually, no, I can't get behind this because the Sixers would be the 12th seed. Receive first choice. Ooh, (laughs) pick your opponent? Even better. Of picking which hotel they will stay in. Oh, yeah. ESPN, Wide World of Sports Complex, and Disney World Resort. And there we go. Speck of dust, we're in Disney. I guess we're in Disney. So that – off the top of your head, can you think of anything else that could be fun? I kind of like um, the coaches challenge. I mean, that makes sense. Fun. Maybe, maybe, I think, maybe college shot clock every time. Uh, no, because that wouldn't give an advantage. Here's all right. Let's throw out some ideas. I'll start. Um, you get to your game while you're the home team. So you're going to practice the day before you're probably, they're probably going to play back to back. So I would assume it would probably be back to back. You'll have a day of rest, back to back game one and two day of rest back-to-back game three and four, right? That makes sense. When you're, the, when you're the home team in the playoff series, you get to pick the height of the rim. You can move it by two inches up or down, and then you get to practice for that day on that new height, and the other team doesn't find out until 
uh, an hour before the game. I like that. I like that. What if we get um, one nut tap a game? One nut tap? Uh, one nut tap. Okay. Pick what your if, player wisely. What if you could pick one player on the opposing team? For your team. No. Uh, well, that would be interesting. One player on the opposing team who can only shoot uh, with his weak hand in the game. Like that. I like that. Um, why couldn't we be in that room? I feel like we would have been good. Just All these are better than bringing your home court. The home court is honestly, the- honestly, I would like to hear an NBA player's thought on that because Ooh. maybe it's a mental thing for them. I've wanted to get Derek on the pod so bad tonight, but I just, we have, do you have any NBA players phone numbers in your, I don't have any phone numbers. I deleted. I deleted. Well, I do have miles. Number. I do have miles, but right. give him a call. Uh, it's not right. It's not right. Uh, Send him my number. I'll give him a call. <laughs> we'll do it later. We'll do it later. All right. Uh, so I have Pelicans. Abe has Blazers. Respect. Um, all right. We wanted to, because there's a lot of conversation about, you know, the home court now doesn't matter unless they take my two-inch rule. Uh, and I know what they can use to measure. Um, but one team that will benefit, <laughs> one team that will benefit from this and one team that does not benefit from uh, the fact that we're resuming after a nice layoff and we're going to this format. So Abe, take it away with your one benefit. The one team that will benefit the most from the NBA coming back in the way it is and how it will go down. No bias. It is the Philadelphia 76ers. Stay with me. When the NBA ended, I, I actually wish a lot of bad things on the players and the front office of the Philadelphia 76ers. We've since made a We're spreading love now. We're spreading love. We're spreading love. We're happy birthday, Al Horford, 34-year-old <laughs> loser. Um, baseline twos. Um, why would it benefit the Sixers the most? Because first and foremost, Ben Simmons is back. He's fully healthy. I actually got a text from one of my friends today. Word for us, this is confirmation for all of fam. Breaking news on the podcast right here. At Whole Foods in my Simmons shirt. This guy asked me if he's my favorite player. I say, yeah. Then he tells me that he's his chef. Told me the back is ready to go and he's healthy. So Ben Simmons is healthy. The we team break just news on the pod. Let's break news. Bottom line, we do this. We break <laughs> news. Ben Simmons is healthy. The Sixers were not gelling at that point. Everybody was questioning their road flaws. Now they're not going to play against any. Yeah, they're playing on the road, but they won't play against any fans on the road. That was really. We, we couldn't get the energy without our fans. So we're a healthy team. We're back on the right track. The best part about this is everyone is now starting from square one. I don't care what your record was or what the narrative was before this season ended. Throw all that out the window. Sure, you can take the record, but it's a whole new season. Like, I don't care that the Lakers were rolling. I do. I don't care that the Bucks were rolling. I really don't. <laughs> like, it's a whole new season. If you give me a healthy Sixers team – and. It, what did you text me the other night? I don't remember. Oh, good, because I do. Jack, the other night, and it was late. It was late. I was doing my one-minute breakdown. doing your one-minute breakdown of Ben Simmons. So Jack texted me at like 12.15 the other night. He goes, I think I can get this word for word without looking. I don't get it. Wait, why don't you guys win it all? Is Brett Brown that bad of a coach? I'm not going to answer this the question. But the point is that – on paper, that's everyone 
in their right mind at the beginning of this season, looked at the Philadelphia 76ers and said, yeah, it's them in the Bucs. Who knows? It's a crapshoot. The first 60 plus 70 games, I don't know how the many they played. Yeah, it's very easy to say that the Bucs were the team to beat. And I mean, for God's sakes, we were the sixth seed and everyone thought we had a chance to win it all. If you're throwing out everything, throwing out the narratives, I think we have one of the best rosters on paper in the NBA. Does it gel? That's for you to say. But I think the break, especially for Ben Simmons, that's the biggest reason. We're healthy. Well, Joel, might be, gonna... Joel might be 350 pounds. I haven't seen photos of him post-quarantine. Yeah, that's kind of concerning, honestly. Yeah, I have no idea. So the text was, and I'll confirm, so confused how you guys aren't <laughs> favorites in the East. How bad is Brett Brown? Like, Ben Simmons is so good. I do think there, there is actually a massive problem with Embiid and Simmons on the floor. Like, I think they're both superstars, oh, wow. so but it, it just does not make sense for them to play together. So What if, what if Ben Simmons came <laughs> back with a jump shot? He just had a jump shot. That would be elite. Um, all right, my one riser, and I'm going to, because you mentioned health, I think I'm going to stay on that lane. I'm going with the Clippers. Paul George. They were and, healthy. They were healthy, you know? But they they were they were somewhat healthy, but they weren't playing back to backs. They weren't doing this and that. They're gonna, you know, Kawhi will probably play five of the eight regular seasons. Like he's still gonna load manage through this, which is gonna piss people off, which will be amazing. But Clippers in full force, I've said I didn't it even think of that. I didn't even yeah. think of the load manage. Oh, he'll load manage, which will be hilarious. But I think the best team in the West, I've thought they were all year. I said if they're healthy. I also think Brian Scalabrini said it, and it's kind of stuck with me. Of They're just a perfect matchup for the Lakers. Basketball is a matchup game. Most sports are a matchup game. And it just, like, you can throw so much at Anthony Davis and LeBron James that really no other team can do. Could, could the Clippers lose to a team like the Rockets if the Rockets just went crazy from three and it didn't work for their style? Maybe, but the Clippers are just built like a championship basketball team. So... I think the Clippers benefit the most. And then my, my dropper is another health reason. A lot of health reasons is the not even health. Like, I know. It, well, no, definitely health. Well, yeah. It all health, started because health, of lack of health. Health and hatred. Yeah. So it's the jazz. And I'm, I'm kind of bummed because I was super high on the jazz. Actually, still, I thought if Conley could somehow just find a shot as they went into the playoffs. I, I I've think, been saying that about Ben. <laughs> I thought that they could make a run, but now that Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz will probably put them in the same hotel room and see if that works, but I don't know if they're going to they're gonna go for that. Uh, they hate each other. I think Bogdanovich is out for the year. Or Ingles or Bogdanovich? Both. Bogdanovich is medically out, out for the Ingles year. Ingles is, like, is, I don't is like exiling basketball. himself to Australia. Right. So, so I don't Smart know. Smart move. Smart move. I mean, look, I – it was one of my better shooting performances in my YouTube video against Jamal Murray, but I wouldn't be shocked to receive a call from the jazz. as just more of a role player off the bench. So you, my you, dropper don't, want, is, you don't even want to go if you're Utah. Eh, I don't know. Um, all right. Your dropper. I'm changing it from when we planned. <laughs> I'm going with, no, this is a good change. That's I'm going right. with the Lakers. I think, it, I think the NBA, the NBA being canceled at the time it was really hurt the Lakers because they were finally starting to gel. They did that. Who did they beat in that crazy, like, weekend stretch? It was the Sixers. Bucks and Clippers. All right, stop. Bucks the and Sixers Clippers. were playing like a – you guys didn't have half your team, but whatever. Anyway, they were gelling. 
bottom line, they were playing their best basketball. LeBron was like getting ready to to be in playoff mode. And I know yeah. you have comments on what playoff mode is after last year. No, but... just Laker playoff mode. He turned zero dark uh, five and seven, losing to the Suns into, you know, the 10. But I think, I think, like you said, the Clippers have so much to throw at the Lakers. The Clippers have all this depth really outside of Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It took a while for the Lakers to kind of really identify their role players roles and how they would fit in. I don't know what they've been doing and how they've been keeping ready, but I know what kind of basketball the Lakers were playing at the time when the NBA was canceled. And it's just very hard to replicate that. You could say the same. I was going to do the Milwaukee Bucks. You could say the same for them. They were gelling. They were playing their best ball. They were ready to go for the playoffs. Then they stopped. It's essentially the start of a new season. Who knows how who's going to show up and not. But those teams, like everyone was saying, it's going to be a crash course for the Lakers and Bucks. Or some people said Clippers, but <laughs> like not everyone, but sure. But I mean, it's a whole new vibe. It's a whole right, new situation. So we said we wrote down who we were going to say is going to the finals. We're not going to make the prediction, but do you still have your prediction? Yes, my prediction for who is going to the finals is my riser, the Philadelphia 76ers, because I believe we're the best team on paper. I believe um, you can kiss my ass about what happened before COVID. And I think when we match up with the Milwaukee Bucks, we have everything, just like Jack said about the Clippers can throw everything at Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I think we have that size and length to throw that at Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I don't think they'll gel as well as they originally were, because like I said, it's a new season in the Western conference. So I'm going to go with everyone, just for everyone listening, the new season is going to make the Sixers fix all their problems while simultaneously pulling the best chemistry teams apart. It's honestly an incredible spin by the Well, no, no, it's not a spin because this organization has been spoon-feeding our fan base that this is a playoff-ready team. And that could be a crock of shit, but in the same breath, what happens in playoff basketball? The game shortens. It becomes a lot of half-court ball. Which is Ben Simmons' absolute worst component of his game, but sure. Not true. You put That is true. There's different lineups that the Sixers run where you put him in the dunker spot, you put him at the five, and he's very effective. Um, on the playoffs, when you won Embiid on the floor for 35 minutes. Joel Embiid's fat ass cannot play 35 minutes. I mean, okay, then you're not winning. You're not being the box. I disagree. Um, but my Western Conference winner or finalist, the Lakers, because they're the best team. They have the best player in LeBron James. And Wait, what LeBron do you mean? James lives in the finals. The Lakers have their best player, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. So you're saying no. they're stacked? Oh, yeah, they're already stacked. Yeah. They, have t- they have two top five players. You said they have the best player and LeBron James? They have the in. 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 LeBron in. James is the best player of what? The National Basketball Association. But he's not the best player on his team. How do you figure? Well, Anthony Davis leads the team in every statistical category except for assists. So I'm just confused how LeBron is the best player if Anthony Davis literally leads like every – Can I can I ask you an honest question? Yeah. Were you ready for me to say that? Because based off your – A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I knew exactly that was coming. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Because you're such an ignorant asshole. Mm-hmm. Where does LeBron James rank for you right now in top players in the NBA? What number? top players uh he's he's number two but i was just asking a question because i wanted to make sure 
we are on the same. Wait, game. so he is he is better than Anthony Davis? Yeah, I just was I was making sure that you didn't say and versus in based off AD stats and all of that. So my finalists are the Bucks and the Clippers. But like, I think it's time. I think, Ooh, that's boring. I think it's I think it's Giannis time more than anything. He's so team to good. watch out for. Team to watch out for. I'm back in on Houston. Oh, I've been you in. in? I've been. Are you in? I've been. But who knows? People forget about the small ball. They, like, it's super- there's only so much. There's only so much film on them too. Right. You know that what I was mean? one of the counter arguments was once- all these, all these other, all these other teams. There's 60 games of film on them. They traded Capella. What they had 15, 20 games to try this thing out and experiment. There's only so much tape on them. No doubt about that. All right. Um, we're transitioning to oh, the-, the biggest loser in all of this in the NBA coming back, the MLB. <clears throat> I have a take. And when it comes off the tongue, it might sound like, what did you just say? Bear with me. It's going to make a lot of sense. It's going to come full circle. I believe the sport of baseball, as we know it, is done. (laughs) There will be no more baseball at a professional level. Little League, get going. Like, Little League's awesome. I used to play Little League. But the sport of baseball, I guess the MLB, is finished. And you might be wondering why the I say that because so the MLB had these offers on the table when it first came out, the owners were trying to absolutely rip off the players, right? They were, they were asking for them to take way too much of a pay cut. The players were like, fuck off. We're not doing this. And then the MLB, uh, the union countered with 114 game season with the prorated salary, the MLB and the owners, they don't want that. They're trying now. They're trying to do a 50 game season, an 82 game season. The players aren't going to want that. The ebbs and flows of baseball are what makes it, and that is not a season. And these offers to me are telling that the MLB, the owners, have no inclination of trying to have a season, and maybe they're not losing as much money as they thought. Hypothetically speaking, if the MLB were to come back, let's say they start the same day as the NBA, July 31st, you do a 50 game season. That puts you probably July, August, your season ends the end of September, October. That'll be the NBA playoffs. That'll be the NFL. That'll be every golf major. That'll be every tennis major. The MLB already has to compete with the MLB already has to compete with itself when in the summer, they're the only sport going on and they're still struggling to get popularity. You're telling me the the MLB is going to want to compete with all of that not to NBA, NFL, golf majors, tennis majors, horse racing, your local IM softball league, like literally everything. No, they're not going to want to do that. So this season, in my opinion, is totally chalked. It's not going to happen. Then you look to 2021. The, The collective bargaining agreement in the MLB expires at the end of 2021. At that time, the owners and the players union are going to have to negotiate a new CBA. What's going to happen? Both sides have lost a shit ton of money in this one season because of coronavirus that they're going to try and recoup that over the next 10 years or however much the CBA is. The owners are going to want more money. The players are going to want more money. It's going to be this bashing of heads. 
What I think is going to happen, they're going to have a stalemate. They're going to have a strike in 2021. So you have no season this year because of coronavirus. You have no season in 2021 because of a strike. Baseball is already such a localized sport. At that point, people are just going to forget. Soccer? What? Are you in on soccer? Like, that's a localized sport right now. You think that could take over? Like the MLS? Yeah. No. Why? Because because that's where 50-year-old superstars out of their prime come to vacation. I'm saying in the next 48 months, let's say you get Ronaldo into Miami. Let's say you get a young guy to come over, Goetze. Goetze. He was a World Cup star winner. Um, I don't know. He's still 28. Bottom line is the MLB has screwed this up so badly. They were so close to coming back, and they could have been the only sport going on and been the center focus. Would anybody have watched Cubs Cardinals Sunday Night Baseball if it was the only sport on TV? Probably not. I probably would have thrown it on Netflix. But it had that chance, and it wasted it. And now you're talking about maybe coming back and playing at the same time as the NBA playoffs and the NFL. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So speaking of other sports. Baseball is done. Speaking of other sports that might be done. No, it's not done. I love playoff hockey. But Abe, do you want to introduce our new segment? I am so excited for this because – a lot of people have been in my DMs, have been in Jack's DMs, have been replying to Snapchats. Will you guys ever talk about hockey? And though to those people, I would always say, I'm going to be honest with you. No, I don't care about hockey. I don't know much about it. I used to be a huge Flyers fan back in the day. Will we talk about hockey? And it's a new era of the Snapback Pod. We're free agents. We decided to change up our whole mojo, maybe plan an episode or two. I don't know. So we're going to talk a little hockey once a week. Our producer, Andrew Eagleson, who I like to call Andrew Dolphinson because he's a Dolphins fan, is going to present to you his one-minute segment called What the Puck, where Andrew will give a one-minute, as much as he can get out of his system, about what's going on in the state of hockey, the nature of hockey. He's Canadian. You left out the Canadian. He's Canadian. This guy is literally your Barry Melrose of snapback sports. So, Jack, if you want to get the timer. All right. I'm getting the timer. Eagleson, looking good, my guy. Hold on. Don't unmute him yet. Don't unmute him yet. All right. I'm going to I'm going to hit start and then he can start talking. 3 2 1. Go. All right. So, everyone listening to this wants to hear about hockey. We're going to talk about the 2014 playoff. So, we've got two hub cities for or two hub cities, one hub city for each conference. The there's down to 10 that they're considering right now. Those are Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. Now chances are it won't be a Canadian city because of the travel restrictions. So, you know, count on those two cities being American. Um, for everyone wondering, the 2019-20 regular season is over, but there will be two exhibition games once things come back. So your team won't be going right back in the playoffs. Anyway, Teams are seeded by point percentage, and the top four teams in each conference will essentially get a bye for the qualifying round. In the East, that's Boston, Tampa, and Washington, and Philly. In the West, it's St. Louis, Colorado, Las Vegas, and Dallas. Um, the remaining 16 teams will play in this best-of-five qualifying round, and there's actually some not-bad matchups. In the East, Pittsburgh versus Montreal could actually be interesting because it's best-of-five, not seven, so... That's all the time we have for What the Puck this week, Andrew. We will see you next week. Thank you for your one-minute hockey segment. This will be a recurring segment on the show. 
We want to branch out. Maybe we'll get a motocross minute of the week. I know you guys have been asking about that. But that one- was good. That was good. That was uh, definitely a lot of information delivered in a minute. That was our first try. At what did it. you learn, Jack? Um, I learned. I, I just still don't, I learned. Sh- I still don't give a shit about hockey. I learned that I want to. I like. I like playoff hockey. I, so what? All right. Let's. Do we let him answer? No. 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 One minute. Uh, what the right. puck? So someone needs to let me know when the playoffs are potentially coming back for hockey. So. We'll see you next week, Eagleson. Good stuff. <laughs> that was what the puck. Uh, all right, Sabek fam. We appreciate you guys. We know what's going on in the world. Um, resources will be posted on all our stuff because we're still supporting this stuff. But we hope for 45 minutes, for 50 minutes, whatever this was, that you guys enjoyed, that you guys laughed, and that you're ready to take this journey with us. So. We thank you guys from the bottom of our heart. Abe, any last That was way too somber. Snapback fam, we're about to take this shit to the moon. You're in or you're out. Jack and I are devoting a lot of our time. We're working other jobs while we're doing this, but we care about you guys and this show so much to make it the best we can be. We've got a lot of great stuff planned for football season. We've got a lot of great stuff planned for the rest of this summer. More content coming, more videos, hopefully. Stick with us. Tell your friends. Tell your moms. Tell your mom's moms. Let's take mom's this thing friends. Let's mom's do, friends. Let's do this thing. Let's do it right also. All right, Snapback fam. Much love. Peace.